Welcome to the Money with Friends weekend show. We're going to look back at the highlights of the week that was and get you ready for the week to come. Plus, we take your questions about anything you want to ask us. It is Saturday, October 17th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up apartment in New York City. And coming to you from my quarantine basement in uh, Texarkana, Texas, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salci. Hi. Welcome to Money with Friends. Every weekday, we share the latest headlines, why they matter, and specific ideas and advice for your financial life. And on the weekends, we share highlights, preview the week ahead, and answer your questions. Bobby, we got a fun week that we just had this last week. We also have a fun week coming up. Why don't we just kick this thing off? Uh, well, first of all, I guess let's see which one of our friends wants to help us kick this off. This is Trey from TrueTrey.com. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money, let's do this. All right. On Monday, why don't we start with Monday? Monday was you and me. Right. And what did we talk about on Monday? We talked about Amazon Prime and all the sales that were going on. And uh, all the competitors that were getting in on the action and it was big. People got very excited about it. We don't have the sales numbers yet. The one thing I will tell everyone and reveal is that I did not buy my Instapot. So I'm still on the hunt for an Instapot deal. We didn't see the deal on the one that we wanted. So we're waiting. I, I bought nothing. I thought I was going to buy a television. I ended up finding out that the reason the television was on sale was because this particular model, while everybody gave it great reviews over the short run, said that it froze over the long run because it doesn't have enough memory. I decided not to buy it and bought a more expensive yeah. one through Best Buy. So you did shop. I, you were you shopped because it was Prime Day. That that was your motivation, but you didn't buy anything on Amazon. But I didn't end up doing it. I ended up going to the competitor. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Right. But you, but it did get you to go to a sale it that did. was tied, effectively tied to it. It did. And it, and, and, and it wasn't as much about Amazon Prime Day as something I needed anyway. So if I can get a deal and Best Buy gave me a good deal because they were competing against Amazon Prime Day, that was great. So that competitor thing we talked about on Monday was great. But on Tuesday, you and Liz Segrin had an interesting discussion about how college students' future careers could be impacted by coronavirus disruption. Yeah, it was really interesting. And she had a lot to say about this because she, of course, has invested. She's a PhD, so she's actually a doctor. And um, it, we did do an interesting um, poll among our money friends on Instagram. 40% did believe that these students will be at a disadvantage when it comes to their careers. And um, they gave a lot of advice, um, you know, networking and making sure that you're well positioned. But in the end, there's really only so much that these students can control. So it's something that's going to be um, continuing on. And I guess it'll the amount it's impacted will depend on how long it takes us to kind of get back to the IRL world that is so important when you are in college and making those long-term connections and networking. I think it's really important if you're a student right now to realize that you might be at a disadvantage and and take the reins. Realize that this is, and it's so hard, by the way, when you're 18, to not think that you just have all kinds of time, but but make your own curriculum and and yeah. and fight for your own um, own education. Uh, now, what you by guys talk way, about? By the way, yes. Oh, I wanted to say in our audience, just to recap to Monday, a lot of our audience, we've got Jonathan, Ron, and a bunch of others that flew by that I didn't catch that are all talking about their purchases tied to Amazon Prime Day, but the majority of them are saying they made purchases in that time frame, but not at places 
not at Amazon. Like Jonathan here says on Facebook, he says that he bought a slow cooker at Walmart, but not on Amazon. And Ron's comment, I think slipped away from me, but I think it was a similar sentiment that they were buying stuff, but not necessarily at Amazon. Uh, t- uh, Tim actually said, I bought a heap of Tim, stuff. Sorry. It turns out very little of it was on sale. They got oh, there me. you go. Ron said he saved yeah. 100% because he's between jobs right now. <laughs> so he, Oh, good, so, Ron. So good he, call. he didn't buy anything, which, which is probably the better way to go. All right, let's move into anyway. Wednesday. You had Liz Seagram back again. What did the two of you talk about? Yes. Sorry about that digression. Um, So yeah, Liz, by the way, she's the author of The Rocket Years. So she talks a lot about, um, you know, relationships and money, how your 20s shape your life. And so she's very interested in that time frame. We talked about how the coronavirus has created a surge in divorces. They've been up they were up 34% year to year in the spring when this first started newlyweds hardest hit. So we talked a lot about why this hurt, especially new marriages in particular. What was encouraging though, is that when we did our survey on Instagram about how things are now. So in other words, the, the data was about from the spring when things were hitting really hard and things were new, the couples that seem to have made it through to now October, they were much more optimistic about their relationship. And they were saying that in fact, this has kind of helped their relationship being home and kind of getting to know each other in a different way, in a more intense way. And that, that, so ultimately maybe it'll be okay, but there was a huge surge in divorces early on in, in the coronavirus quarantine period. And And that was really hard to hear, especially, like I said, with newlyweds. Yeah. And she talked about how financial stress is a piece of that. Yeah, it is a big piece of that. And, um, you know, look, we've seen a lot of caregivers, which tend to be women, are losing their jobs or having to cut back on jobs, cut back on their hours or give up their jobs completely. And that puts a lot of strain on relationships financially and emotionally. So it's been really tough on couples and relationships and families. When I listened to you and Liz talk about this, all I could think about was when Cheryl and I have had issues in our, in our marriage, that marriage is something you just have to work on, Bobby, as you know, it just is something that you have to continually learn how to communicate. And as you grow, you're either going to grow together, you're going to grow apart. So you you can't just sit back. It's like any other relationship. You have to continually feed it. And I think that another thing people are realizing is that relationships go through different seasons. And so I'm, I've had friends that came to me years ago and asked my advice and should I get a divorce? We're not happy Da da da. And I said, well, just like wait a few months because sometimes just like kids go through phases, relationships go through phases. And I think that that's what we saw here with this data. There was a phase where things were really awful when people were first adjusting to this and the couples that got through it, you know, it was a season and now they're in a season where maybe they've adjusted and they're in a better place. And I think that's something that, many of my friends just have learned as we move into middle age that, you know, it's tough, but sometimes it's only tough for that season. And if you can make it through, things get better. Thursday and Friday, Farnoosh Tarabi, uh, host of the So Money podcast and what the Farnoosh does so many other things, joined us to discuss real estate. When is real estate really a good deal? And I think our takeaway between Farnoosh and I, Bobby, was that it's, it's local. I mean, it is very local. And from the comments that we had, people hanging out, to uh, my own experience in Detroit, her experience in, in the New York City area, it is very, very local whether you're getting a good deal on real estate right now or not. 
Right. Well, what I really love about your this show and the one we're going to talk about that was the following day is that Farnoosh really makes it personal. She's not afraid to share her personal experiences and the wins and the setbacks. I mean, she did end up moving during the coronavirus, during the very beginning of it. She took a big risk in buying this house in the suburbs that she had already planned to make this move beforehand. But it was still very scary to be moving at a time when nobody knew what else was going on and to take a chance on this house where, you know, it was kind of the only one available, but that fit her, that fit her criteria. And it was very brave listening to her. I I really admire what she did and the chance that she's taking with her family. And I love that she was so candid. It's interesting you say that because I, I, I also think that she made a great uh, move by moving when other people are fearful. I mean, and this is the same thing mm-hmm. in, in the stock market, right? You make money when other people are fearful and when everybody else is exuberant. That's when you think about yeah. moving out. So uh, good moves there. On Friday, she joined us again and we talked about the election. And while we don't do politics on the show, we do do this. Uh, this piece that we read was partially about a Harvard, excuse me, Hartford funds study that showed that people were going to nearly 50% of people were going to make uh, moves in their portfolio around the election. And then it went through a list of beliefs that people have about the election. And none of them, Bobby, were true. The idea that one party does better than another for the stock market, that's between our ears, not based on fact. And all of those moves because of the election, nearly half the investors said that they plan to make a pure waste of time that you shouldn't do. Yeah, I I thought that was really great that you brought that to people's attention because so often we buy into these investing myths that don't have any factual basis, but they become kind of lore and people feel like they should do something. But the truth is elections don't always have that big impact. I remember when Trump was elected and people were selling stocks initially, but by the morning, things were kind of fine and the market has done very well under this president. I'm not making a political statement. That's just factual. Um, And I also loved, again, that, that Farnoosh was just so candid. She talked about her own comfort level and how her risk comfort has changed as she's gotten older and especially as she's had children that she did take a little bit money, a little bit of money off the table because she was getting nervous and that that's okay. She needed to be able to sleep at night and she wasn't sleeping at night. Yeah. Making moves based on your goals is great. Making moves based on upcoming events and predicting things is just betting. So not great. Yeah. And uh, we want Farnoosh to be well-rested. That is that, that is the Week in Review. What a great week it was. Go back and listen to your favorites from last week, this weekend. Uh, we're going to next detail what's coming up next week. We'll also answer a a question from a listener, but first want to say a big thanks to everybody who's used our link when they've tried out Tiller Money. With Tiller Money, you optimize your financial life in Google Sheets with fast automatic transaction imports, easy templates, and a free 30-day trial. I like using Tiller Money because it helps me keep my financial life on course. I can easily track my money over time. I always know what's safe to spend, and I can confidently plan for the future with spreadsheets automated by Tiller Money. Check it out and get your free uh, 30-day trial at tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Let's uh, dive into the week that uh, is is coming up, Bobby, because we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, do we want to talk about the economic stuff first or, or who our guests are next week? 
let's get through the economic stuff and save the guests for last. Deal. So on Monday, the International Monetary Fund meets. It's the IMF. Uh, they they look at, at international monetary um, concerns between countries. So we might see some news about trade at that meeting. Also on Monday, IBM and Halliburton are going to report earnings. IBM, Bobby, is interesting to me because of their consulting deals. And I'm wondering uh, if companies are cutting back on consulting deals or they're spending more on consulting deals. That's why I'm looking forward to that. Halliburton, because of the oil field work, which you know hasn't been that great lately. Yeah. Okay. And Tuesday, we're going to be talking about the housing market because we're getting housing starts data on Monday. Um, you know, is this a time when people really want to invest in building new homes? Well, there's a lot of interest in moving out of urban areas into suburban areas. So maybe we're also going to be talking about tons of earnings still coming out. Um, we've got the grocery store, Albertsons, P&G, Philip Morris, Lockheed Martin. Um, you have talked about manpower because that's going to kind of give us a insight into the job market, right, Joe? Yeah. Manpower are these people that, that they're a company that plug in workers just for a short amount of time. And with all of the things going on, is the government going to aid businesses more? Are they not going to aid businesses more? Are companies just going to duct tape things? I think manpower is going to be interesting. Of course, that day, Tuesday, we grease up the earnings day with WD-40 reporting, Bobby. That's the important one. Okay. On, on Wednesday, lots of companies report, but most notably for me anyway, uh, CSX on transportation and uh, Verizon communication are two notables. I think with the new iPhone coming out, Verizon's going to be an interesting call to listen to. Yeah, I'm actually shopping for a new iPhone, so I'm hoping to get some advice from our money friends. We're also going to talk about iPhones on Monday's show. Yeah. On Thursday, existing home sales. The other half, so we had housing starts on Tuesday, existing home sales. And with our report last week with Farnoosh about hot real estate markets, that's going to be a number to watch. Uh, companies that are doing earnings, uh, Southwest Air, we talked last week about airlines. And of course, we saw Delta Airlines notably just have a crushingly bad number, but it was expected. AT&T, Intel, big names to watch again with AT&T, the new Apple phone is going to swallow up lots of the spotlight, I think. We round things out on Friday with American Express and Goodyear. There's lots of there's lots of REITs, by the way, that I didn't uh, mention this week because they're not name brands that people know. But I'm really going to be looking this week to see what's going on with the real estate investment trust market. Because as you know, Bobby, a lot of these REITs are office buildings, right? Mm -hmm. And with office buildings, are people ever going to come back? Are these REITs going to start taking on water? Is it going to be difficult? I mean, REITs have been a great place to invest for a long period of time. How's that going to shake out? We might see some news this yeah. week. Well, it could go either way. I mean, look, REITs are great also because they often pay dividends, which is really nice. Um, but it's tricky because, yes, not as many people maybe have to go to the office, but the offices that are there that do open will have to be configured in a way that gives people a lot more space. So therefore, companies that do have offices will have to have them reconfigured in a way that conforms to the new reality. So the square footage needs of in-person working will vary a lot. And so they could become more valuable in that sense. So we just don't know yet. There's so much that's just not clear. We're going to cover some of this next week. We won't go into all the stories, but on Monday, we're going to be talking about some of the things that we talked about just now. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the iPhone, um, the iPhone 12. I am, as I mentioned, shopping to upgrade. I have an iPhone 8. Um, so I am looking forward to lots of tips from you guys. And then Tuesday, what and, I should do. Tuesday and Wednesday, who's your guest? 
It is Amy Goodman, um, lifestyle and shopping expert. So we'll get the scoop on, you know, we got past Amazon Prime. What's next? What you need to look for and what you need to make sure not to get suckered into. Um, you guys probably know Amy because she's on like everywhere. My favorite being, you know, live with Kelly and Ryan. I love that show. Um, she's all, she's all over everything. And, and like I said, her reels, Amy E. Goodman on uh, Instagram and everywhere. Her reels, R E E L. I guess reels on Instagram, yeah, which is yeah, kind of yeah. like TikTok. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Just watch that instead of you, you cut cut yeah. your your subscriptions to all those services. Just watch Amy Goodman <laughs> on Reels. Uh on uh Wednesday and Thursday, our guest will be uh Adam Carroll, Adam from Adamspeaks.com, a great motivational speaker. We'll get a little dose of AC on uh on Wednesday and Thursday. He always has the glasses half full approach. Uh, Adam does. I'll be interested because, you know, he has uh, talked a lot about student loans as well. So I don't know if he's going to come up with stuff about the student loan crisis, if it's going to be about keeping your um, uh, keeping your motivation level high, about getting more done. He speaks on so many different things. His, his TED Talks have had over five and a half million views. So Adam Carroll on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And then on, on uh, excuse me, that's Thursday and Friday, right? And then on Saturday, yeah. It's you and me back here with another Weekend recap show. show. We got one more thing that we're going to add to the show this week. We decided that we would take one of your questions while we're here on Saturday. So, Bobby, what's our question of the day? So this question, by the way, thank you very much. Um, it was posted on Instagram at Money Friends Pod. We will put out AMAs there from time to time now. So look for them. This is from April Lokar. She says, how do... How does someone with kids decide if a high deductible health plan is worth switching to for the HSA advantage? So HSA stands for health savings accounts. And I just want to remind everyone, health savings account is different from a flexible savings account in that the money you put in there is yours forever. It is not use it or lose it. So it can become an investment. And that's probably why April is so so interested in it. Both Joe and I are big fans of health savings accounts. It can build up over time. It also has massive tax advantages. So we want to get to yes with this, but we also want to be careful. So the bigger question first for April is, is a high deductible plan right for your family? Because you don't want to sort of, what's the expression, Joe? Wag the, t let the, let the tail <laughs> wag the dog. Don't, don't let is the tail the right wag expression? the dog. Yeah. Don't, don't let, let the tail wag the dog, yes. April. Yes. Because if a high deductible plan is not right for you, then the HSA is irrelevant. We don't want you in just to get the HSA. So you need to calculate your healthcare expenses, what they've been in the past few years and what you expect them to be going forward based on that and based on what you know is coming up. So that's going to help you decide if your family should even be in this high deductible healthcare plan, HDHP, and to really understand how the one that you have available to you through your employer works. So for example, you mentioned April that you have kids. That's important because with kids, are their wellness visits covered separate from the deductible? Are things that you know you're going to have covered separate from the deductible? Because if you're going to pay for every little thing out of the, out of the deductible, well, you got to really add that up and make sure that's something that you want to be paying out of pocket. Also, does your employer give you a cash incentive to use the high deductible health plan? That can be a big boost. I've heard of companies giving as much as $750 to people that goes right into your HSA if you use this HDHP and you can be using that to pay these out-of-pocket expenses that you're going to incur before you reach that deductible, which by definition is going to be pretty high. 
the lower you expect your medical needs to be, the greater chance that the high deductible healthcare plan is going to be a fit for you. And you can, of course, reevaluate it yearly, but only yearly. So make sure that you know that, that you're locked in for a year. And then make sure if you do do it, April, you take the next step, which is you put as much money as you can afford and is allowed into the HSA. And when the time is right, make sure to then be investing it. Joe, what do you want to add to that? No, the only thing that I want to just emphasize that you already (laughs) said brilliantly is it's just the fact that uh, when it comes to the HSA, it works best if you can invest the money, which means a couple things. You have to have enough cash flow to be able to pay for things out of pocket. Uh, So if you can pay for for expenses out of pocket during that first year, that's going to be really great because of the fact that you keep those receipts and then you can spend those receipts way in the future and use the interest that the money earned to pay for those things. There is no end of, you know, you don't have to do it in five years or 10 years. You can turn in those receipts whenever you want far in the future. So keep your receipts, see if you can pay cash. If you can do that, then it's great. If you can't, it's much more of of a weighing, uh, uh, which is best. I know a lot of advocates in the past, I've always said that if you have a lot of health concerns that you shouldn't go with a high deductible plan. However, a health expert told me that if you have tons and tons of issues that, that, that really you get beyond a certain point that then, then it doesn't really matter which way you go in the HSA. If you've tons of stuff, the HSA and the high deductible plan end up being really the same. Um, yeah. So and you can run the numbers. I mean, you can yes. run the numbers from last year. If you did this for, you know, 2020 so far or for 2019, run the numbers. What would be my out-of-pocket cost? You know, how does it look for, you know, if I did the healthcare plan, that's the standard deduction, whatever. And how does it look if I did the high deductible, what would my costs have been? And could I have afforded to do it without dipping into that HSA money so I could keep that as a tax-free investment going forward? versus if you did everything the you know the previous way you can literally run the numbers Thanks for the question. If you've got a uh, a question for us, we put this one out there on Instagram, right, Bobby? So hang out with us on our Instagram page. How do people find us there? At Money Friends Pod. There you go. Same handle on Twitter, by the way. Awesome. Uh, She's Bobby. I'm Joe. That's our weekly recap. We'll see you again back here on Monday. Money with friends. Bye bye. This show is created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.